So, Joe, did I tell you the one about Helen Keller walking into a bar? No. Okay, so Helen Keller walks into a bar, then into a table, then into a chair, then into a wall. Hey, this is Jacques. That's awful. I'm Joe. And this is Carnival Personnel Podcast. All right, and we're not bumping the table this We're podcast. not bumping the table. What are we, Helen Keller? See, that was a callback. That was a setup. <laughs> oh, I, I seriously, uh, first of all, I, I welcome uh, all those uh, unfortunately listening. And I apologize right up front for anybody who thought that A.J. Price, the Price is Right, was going to be back again this soon. We wish he was. Uh, we wish we were home listening to his podcast. But <laughs> the way it works out right now, it's just back to Joe and I and the... Uh, and 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 the nerd cave, um, alone, gazing at each other's eyes, alone together. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's the latest with you? Have you had a good week? How was your Fourth of July? Uneventful. I actually spent the entire day, I believe, the entire day, playing and beating Spider-Man Two for the PlayStation Two. Yes, a game that came out in two thousand four. I finally played and beat, and it's a great game. So that's my early. Old random video game review because we actually did do a random video game review of Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2. So this is my belated PlayStation 2, Spider-Man 2 review. And at the time you said, yeah, I threw it in, but I never really, you know, got through it. Right. And you said, you know what? I should play this. So you found the time. Where did you find the time? God only knows. Uh, well, I can't think of it. I can't think of anything more patriotic than that. You know, Spider-Man wears a... Red and blue costume, and the eyes are white. So, hey, bless you, Joe. Bless you for being the flag waver that you are. You're welcome. I um, I didn't do anything. Like I think two days before, uh, Wilmington has their fireworks, and it was like truly a last-second thing. You know, my mom had the boys, and she really wanted to take them. They were so uninterested. Like, they're so – they've seen so many firework things that it's like, eh. Yeah. Um, and what's sad is it used to be a huge thing. And where we were, there was like, you know, two Wilmington cops maybe 10 feet away. And one of them had mentioned to the other one, it's like, yeah, there's no more, ooh, ah, because the fireworks have become so commonplace. If you go to uh, Six Flags or any of these amusement things or just, they seem not a once a year thing now. I saw that your management posted a video on Facebook that was quite interesting. It was from Los Angeles. Oh. And it was the, I guess it was a helicopter shot of the 4th of July celebration in Los Angeles that showcased dozens and dozens of, quote, legal fireworks displays across the entire county. So so there's two points of view on this. And one of them is, yeah, like in Pasadena, you go to the top of Lake Ave, and there's just the... Um, it's, it's a big hill and you just keep driving up and up and up. I think it was like Arrow Flint's estate up there and the foundation is still there. And that's one of the best places in the world. When you go up there at night on a clear night, you realize how close we are to the Jetsons world because there is five, six airports that you can see up there, like three, four major airports, like LAX, Burbank, Long Beach, John Wayne airport. But then there's at least a half a dozen in that same circle um, of smaller airports, like like what's the one in Bedford? Um, oh, Hanscom. Hanscom. There's like a Hanscom type thing, and and you can see how much helicopter traffic there are. Is this? But yeah, the same thing up there, 
And I think that's pretty much the vantage point the helicopter was from. Every single town has their own. So when we lived in, in, in Playa del Rey, we could walk out to the beach. And depending on which direction you looked going down the coast, you could see Malibus, Santa Monica, Venice's. Uh, Playa's, uh, Manhattan Beach, Hamosha Beach. You could, and it was great that you could see five or six things at once. But from that angle, you're looking at was it literally? Am I exaggerating? Like three dozen different townships had to have been. You know. Now the other point of view was pointed out by our good friend um, and and, and uh, podcast contributor Biff, who he he looks at that and he points out instantly. Yeah, assholes. You know how dry it is? Do you know that we're in another drought? Do you know how many people are going to be posting on Facebook tonight? Oh my God, look at the palm trees all on fire. And we get, and it's true. It's like how and there are wildfires going on in California. So, so on one hand, you're like, yeah, this looks amazing. On the other hand, it's like, uh, thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the footage is awesome. Yeah. Accidental arsonists. Ah, shit. Boo, so, boo. So on Saturday, um, we had the first the first uh, tour date of the two tour dates. <laughs> like when you play a sh- first show in like five years, like two in the span of three months is a huge thing. So you're on the first leg of the world tour? First leg of the world tour. Uh, stopped at uh, Southbridge, Massachusetts. In the center of the universe, you mean? Dude, it is... Honestly, it's like one of those towns, uh, smaller than a Fitchburg, but it is truly a, a depressed, depressed area, a complete hole in the wall. I'm sorry, a complete shithole in the wall. I mean, it, it is how many buildings are boarded up mm-hmm. and how many. And this was a tiny little bar. It was it was fun. You know, our friend, you know, Rod Murphy was in town who was with us for, at, you know, towards the beginning of it. Um, he he I don't know. Like, he's a comedic performer so all his songs are incredibly incredibly funny but he's also a really good musician so he's like you know in that ilk um you know one of my favorite songs is called balls out like the first time he went to a cookout to meet his then girlfriend's mother and didn't realize when he was sitting there that one of his balls was hanging out of his shorts (laughs) and it's it's awesome that you know that he has this song about um uh, you know about this really over-the-top Irish guy who's ninth-generation Bostonian who couldn't point out Ireland on a map, but everything he owns is green. And you know, you know, I was going to say, you know the guy, but you know about a hundred of those yeah. guys. Um, so, so that was a lot of fun. A- absolutely a lot of fun. It's the first time I've seen him in 20-plus years. Um, what was the set list? Uh, you know, mostly what newer stuff, a lot of newer stuff. We play Tattoo. Um, which just lyrically, you know, the first line is, uh, it's about a tattoo. It's like, it's from a photo of Moses <laughs> See? and there's a gun and some roses and that's the Buddha from Rome, <laughs> you know, um, it's Greek and the bottom part's Asian and loosely translated says white boy go home. I mean that's... you are putting William Shatner to shame right now with your, <laughs> with my your interpretive dance, uh, version uh, but but it was fun. It you know, it was you know other break, uh, struggly. Um, the hits, the hits, and and you know our our good friend Steve was like you know really bummed. Was like oh I, I would have gone. It's like dude, I didn't tell anybody because <laughs> I don't want anybody to drive all the way to Southbridge. Uh, and when we got there, it was a towny bar, and the talent at the bar was exquisite. Uh-huh. Um, 
But it was. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was the funny thing is, I won't. I won't set up a drum set again. Like I'm done. So if there's no drums, I'll just like watch Dan or hit pots <laughs> and pans. And this drum set is only a three piece, so there's no like rack tom. So it was a little interesting playing that stripped down a kip. And when we play in September in Worcester, Worcester, sorry, um, our buddy Dave from the Rationale, his brother's their drummer. Was gonna let me use his kit, and it's a Neil Peart kit. Like, oh, nice. I, like I'll go from this three-piece, one symbol thing to this, you know, mega mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it just came off of a you know Led's, a Def Leppard kind of tour. Uh, but I'm glad that you didn't advertise the Southbridge show. Uh, only because you saved the um, the venue from having to hire that police detail. Yeah, exactly. To keep well, all the people away. Dan calls me like the next morning, and he's like, "Dude." I got your 15 bucks. I'm like, what? Because, yeah, they paid us 30 bucks to play. I'm like, oh my God, you have to be kidding me. It's a, yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers is like, you spent $200 <laughs> on, well, I mean, you know. We would have. Like, like, if you, that, were, if you weren't, weren't, if I you don't, weren't sober. I'm trying to think if this is the first public sober show we've had. And I honestly think it is the first. Like, we've got together and jammed a bunch. I mean, we jammed on. Two days before, and it was the first time I sat behind the drums since breaking my ankle in February. So, mm-hmm. and it was throbbing the next day. But I, I think this was the first time that Dan and I have played a show sober. Wow, what was the turnout? Uh, it, it, you know, uh, it's Southbridge, and like just Rod's five sisters alone almost packed the place. Um, Rod, by the way, is a. Uh, Help me out if I say this wrong. He is a documentarian filmmaker. You got it. And if you look up, and he he did a movie about his hometown, like little backstory on Rod. He's a freak magnet. He was the conduit to Busy. He was a conduit to Pepsi. We would go to Buffalo to play a show, and within five minutes of the van pulling up, he has befriended the cheek to walk in New York's busy <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and would take him on the next leg of the tour with us type thing. I mean, everywhere he went, he did a documentary called greater Southbridge that won all kinds of independent, like it swept the Southbridge Academy Awards. It, it, no, it, legitimate film festival award winning stuff. Right. You know, one of the other documentaries he's done uh, is about a guy who's an ultimate marathon runner. Have you heard of these freaks? Like 150 mile, marathons through the Mojave Desert, like that kind of thing. And this guy like broke his femur at mile 80 and, and finished the race. Like typical assholes. Exactly. So he does. He does a lot of that stuff. So so it was great seeing him. So it was a lot of freaks from Southbridge, a lot of Fitchburg people, which again, um, from what I'm told, they're wonderful, lovely people who I had a great time going to school with. But so many people, management would say, Oh, who was that you were talking to the last five minutes? I have no idea. Uh, you know, and, and it's fun. Um, it, it was great talking to Rod and all these other people who, again, like bashed in the glory of our misfortune and like telling, you know, retelling these stories that I don't remember. And and I, um, I'm gonna wor- I'm working on a new piece of material that I think I threw to you. Uh, I was talking to you through the other day on the phone. I, I'm, I'm working something out along the lines of I miss teleporting. I'm sorry, drinking and driving. I miss drinking and driving because there was there was there was a couple times that I really remember the next day where it'd be like 
oh my God, Dan, I can't believe that you drove home from New York last night and need me. Yeah, that's because I didn't. You did. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I remember playing a song halfway through the set and waking up in my bed. How did we make a five-hour drive home? Um, and, and so I do. I miss teleporting. <laughs> you know, Great times. Act, uh, awful, awful things to say. Um, we were going to have a review of our um, annual visit to the Wilmington Carnival. <laughs> uh, but uh, as you, it says here... It, you called and said, yeah, I'm not going. I'm like, yeah, I was going to call you. We're two, two snowflakes in the sun. Yeah, melting away. Gosh, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't going. Um, I'm sure they had white trash there. You know, it was in Wilmington? No. How I dare you, sir? How, how dare you? Besmirch the good name of Wilmington residents. Um, They're but- fine. Fine people. Fine people on both sides of the carnival at Wilmington. The uh, white people and the really white people. Yeah, the white people on the outside of the uh, balloon machine, or the balloon games, <laughs> and the white people on the inside of the balloon games. Um, anyway. So we, are, um, the, the summer of bleeding through what little college fun there is continues, because we're going to go see Ant-Man tomorrow. Oh, boy. I heard it's a movie. And and you were thinking about going and seeing it. You said you haven't seen the first one, which I said, good. <laughs> I don't want you to break the tradition. No, I know that's bad luck. So who knows? Maybe I'll see Ant-Man. I'll, you know what? I'll wait for Ant-Man 2 to come out on video. Then I'll watch Ant-Man 1. And that's, it was at Redbox, Ant-Man 1. Like You were like, oh, I wonder if it's back. Because it is. Because I think oh, right. they, they stuff it back. In. And then what, what else is left this summer? Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Teen Titans movie. Teen Titans Go. I saw the previous night. It lo- I mean, looks it's awesome. It's like a. I know you're not a. You no, hate- I jumped back on the bandwagon. Oh, with okay, it. good. Only because it got like they treat Robin like shit in it. Uh, they're really mean spirited dicks, but it got the boys into the Titans. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's a win win for you. It is. It is, and so we got that, and uh, and that I think comes out the same day, and I can't believe, but we're gonna go see it because it looks. It looks bad, but awesome. And the white of loves Jason Statham. 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 Loves him. It's porn for her. But have you seen trailers for The Meg? No. I I swear if we could get Jason Statham attached, if they said, okay, I'll do any movie you guys come up with in the next hour, we couldn't. It's This is not. It's a bigger budget Sharknado instead of like Sharks. And a tornado, it's a giant mega Godzilla like sea creature. Like, oh, in Jurassic Park, the Jurassic World, the new one, beginning of the movie, a giant sea creature gets out. Oh, you, forget it. Now I don't have to. You see never it. see it again in the movie. You just know, oh, well, that's swimming around the ocean now. I think somebody <laughs> saw an early trailer of that and said, quick, let's write a movie about that uh-huh. and get Jason Statham and get him shirtless and Jacques' wife will see it three times. Is she also going to see Skyscraper with The Rock? She's not a huge rock person. Racist. But, uh, uh, but I, I, you know, but that is, that's one of the ones that's like, yeah, Mm, I like The Rock. I like big action movies. How often do you get to see The Rock jumping across a chasm to land on a building? So a wormhole that I fell down a little while ago, which is great. 
and I highly recommend this. Like people like Ross and my dad. I sent it to people like Ross and my dad. Did I send it to you? Is it the tra- trajectory? Yes. All these nerds like absolutely go, okay, he's this tall. He weighs this much. This is how fast he would have to be going to go from point A to point B. And people like correcting each other's mass. Oh, you didn't take wind drag. Well, there's an uplift at that altitude. Like all these nerds and not like – 180 or 260 like tweet thing writing dissertations with graphs and charts it Neil deGrasse awesome. Tyson laughs at these guys <laughs> get a life voice yeah no I, those are funny I like the internet sometimes but yeah that that that's um what else is new what else is new Wow, we got nothing to talk about. What an uneventful! You know, the, I think the whole country takes the week off. I think so. well, but not in Thailand. Are you following the kids in the cave? Yeah, I heard that somebody died, like a a, 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 a navy seal, seal, a navy seal over there had died because people were suggesting, "Oh, the kids could we could teach them the scuba dive and get their way out." It's like slow down. It's not club men. It's like and and here are professional divers who have been saying this is the blackest, dirtiest, murkiest hard to navigate water for professional, these kids aren't going to be able to get through there. And sadly, and, and, and but you'd know, I, how did they wind up two and a half miles down and lost for two weeks before they found them? I don't know. I didn't follow the story from its inset, like from the beginning. So I don't really know how they got there. I don't know why they went. I do know that they're considering pushing, you know, pressing charges against the guy who brought the kids down there and then now with the Navy SEAL dying, that's just going to up the possibilities, you know, if he, they're ever rescued. Uh, yeah, well, and I guess they're, they can get him food and water and stuff like that, but they can't drill yeah. down or... Well, the, or whatever, they can't get, like, bodies down there or I don't know, maybe it's just... When does a movie come out? So... So this is July We're working on it. 2018. Yeah. Um, is it is it set for Christmas release? Uh, you know what? This might be a January. How many how many white kids will they catch in the role? Of Scarlett Johansson's playing all of them. <laughs> all of them. Oh, so that was good. Um so you watched you played Spider-Man 2 on the PS two, two on the 4th of July. So yes. you did not take part in the second Civil War. My musket was in the shop. Okay. So unfortunately, and I know muskets aren't from the Civil War era. So shut up, Joe. No, I did not take part in. Uh, 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 Alex Jones. <laughs> you know the Democrats are planning in a Civil War on July Fourth, the holiest of American holidays. What do you have to say to yourself, Snowflake? Okay. Hey, hold that thought, which is fantastic. You will do. I have to rest- hold this voice too. You will do the rest of the show as Alex Jones. Oh, good. Um. I kind of sound like doc, Dr. Teeth. On a scale, <laughs> we'll get to that. On a scale of one to awesome, yep. Uh, s- Second Civil War letters, <laughs> the whole History Channel take on Twitter. They were the best. My favorite one is like, you know, I saw a red hat, which I'm like, okay, that check. Like, <laughs> like, like, I can, I can die happy now. But I, I saw a wounded red hat at the side of the road. And he wasn't going to make it, and so I thought, well, I have, I can't let him, you know, die in pain. So I stopped over and I gave him my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like all that kind of stuff was really, really great. I mean, there are some very creative people on the internet. Um, 
But yeah, they, you know, these Democrats, oh, this just goes to prove that even the Democrats are too lazy to follow through on their own Democrat plans of the Civil War. So, so Alex Jones, yes. you said it is the holiest of holiest holidays for the United States. Of American holidays, that's correct. Then why was there a dozen GOP senators meeting in Moscow on our holiday, on our highest holiday? Uh, duh, they had the day off. <laughs> when are they going to go vacation? Uh, Canada? What, I don't think so. What, 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 did, what did you like more, the second Civil War letters or I forget the GOP senator who posted him and his wife standing in front of the Lincoln Monument saying, Wow, this is a fantastic night for fireworks. You know, I really feel the patriotism. And everyone's like, chuckle fuck, you're in Russia right now. Wow. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, uh, oh, that, oh uh, that could be easily explained in a 12-page uh, manifesto that I'll publish tomorrow on Infowars.com. So what I would like you to also explain, so it's the highest holiday, the day that the senators arrive in Moscow, the... The GOP-led Intelligence Committee has finally come out and said, yeah, Putin helped rig the election for Trump. Like, the evidence is so overwhelming that they released a statement, and of course, while everybody's on holiday, but the same day that the GOP says, yeah, it's clear, the evidence is there, Putin helped hack the election for the benefit of Trump. They're not saying he colluded with them, or he helped them, or condoned it, but 100%... The GOP, you know, House Intelligence Committee came out and said, yes, Putin did help hack the election. Let's make sure we have a great dinner while we're over in Moscow kissing his ass. It's like, wait, I mean, midterm elections. Yes, this is the perfect time to go over there and get pointers from the boss. So happy holidays, Alex Jones. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I can't do improv. What about supporting our troops? What do you stand on supporting our troops? Uh, I support the troops. Even Wh which troops? The, um, the transgender U.S. troops. Uh, there's no such thing. How about all the undocumented citizens who join the military mm -hmm. with promise? It's a pathway to citizenship. Who have been serving some of them up to a decade. Career military people. Some people who have joined recently. Who were promised, hey. Join our military because no one's joining our military. Our numbers are down. We need you to join and have now been told without giving a heads up to the Joint Chiefs of Staff again or the Pentagon, you're out. Boy, are you, is that supporting the troops? Somebody who's been, let's say, in the Marines for a dozen years who's done three or four deployments that, hey. Hey, hey listen. Listen. First of all, I support the troops. The president supports the troops. Everybody, every real American supports the troops. Now, if you take an immigrant that is once a troop and you kick him out of the army, he's no longer a troop. So no, I don't support those guys anymore. <laughs> Case closed. What do you? Where do you stand on the propaganda that NPR posted this week? Uh, it's all propaganda. The 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 management had told me, "Oh, are you following what's going on on the internet right now?" NPR posted the Declaration of Independence, which is being torn apart by all Trump supporters saying you should lose your funding. This is propaganda. This is partisanism. And it's like, and I said, oh, no, no, that, that was last year. They must be running. She goes, no, no, no. It's an annual thing now. They, they ran it last year and they got this result. They ran it this year. Yes or no is the Declaration of Independence, Mr. Alex Jones, a piece of propaganda. Uh, well, it, it depends on which uh, which side is actually claiming the propaganda. 
I, you know, if you read it, like there's a, there's a great movie out called National Treasure, where if you look in deeply into the into the text of the De- Declaration of Independence, you can see some uh, pro Native American. Uh, I, I don't know. I got nothing. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you got not the real Alex Jones. I, uh, you know, just a guy I, doing actually, voice. Actually, you're you're making more sense than the real <laughs> Alex Jones. See, that's what gave you away. You're actually thinking before you're opening your fucking mouth. I know what's wrong with me, but I, I love that. I was reading all those things. It's like people were like, "How dare you say?" Because it's it's in a tweet form, so they're seeing 280 characters at a time and not going back and realizing it's it's just a declaration. There is a passage in there that says uh, the what was it the 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 the, the savage Indians. The, the, I'm not I'm not kidding that there's a text in the Declaration of Independence that, that refers to the Indians as savages. Engine trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, but but I I you know that's the stuff that I love. So as awful as the news is, the Second Civil War and the Red Hats losing their shit over the Declaration of Independence being published, uh, I, I think that really rounded out my Fourth of July holiday. Uh, we are forgetting one thing. We are forgetting about the uh, the uh, the sleeper cell of terrorism that's uh, inhabiting the uh, the great city of New York. The the protester who climbed the statue. Uh, if you want to call him a protester, you know I, I call him an infidel. <laughs> yes, um, a woman. I, I apologize for blanking on her name, but she everybody blanks on her name. She climbed. Her this- name's going to be blank <laughs> from the records of the United States. When they threw her in Guantanamo. Yeah, well, you know they're actually going to uh, de- they're looking into denaturalizing her. Um, are they going to put her in one of the one of the cages that they have the children in? That that what she was protesting? No, she's going to go back to her uh, home uh, country or planet of Haiti, whatever you want to call it. I think it, it was New Jersey. Oh, was it but, New Jersey? But you know, hey, I'm not sure Haiti's not a better call than parts of New Jersey. Actually, if, if ra- rational uh, Alex Jones could interject here, I think I may not be, <laughs> I may be mistaken, but I think she's a naturalized citizen that they're now threatening to denaturalize her. Do you know that there's also a, uh, something going on? This is a, a possibility that the U.S. government is looking to now delegitimize and denaturalize naturalize citizens in the United States. Starting with Trump's wife? Uh, she'll be last. Wife. They How about his first wife? They're going in alphabetical order. Is his first wife going to oh, be? They're going in alphabetical order, and uh, uh, this just in, the letter T is now the last letter of the alphabet. <laughs> it's the 28th 20, uh, 20, uh, letter of the alphabet. I kind of like this voice, but I, you know, it, it's kind of riding... Riding, uh, it's like riding the riding the e brake <laughs> on my throat. Well, thank you for that. Okay, so you know, one last thing. Bye. Oh wait, wait. You have one more question for Alex Jones? Uh, I'm gonna uh, drag on this bit a little longer. Uh, no, have you? Have you? Nothing uh, like doing a voice with no material. That's great. <laughs> it's a good career move. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> right. What do you think the real Alex Jones does? <laughs> he just sits there, calls up the Huffington Post, and goes down article by article saying fake news. Um. So I wouldn't even try to do that. Uh, uh, did you see the I say awful, you say wonderful clips of children? And I mean two years old. Uh, maybe not two, but three, four, four, five years old on trial with no lawyers? Uh, that, uh, if Alex Jones could uh, interject, that, that was actually a dramatization. That wasn't a real clip. Uh-huh. No, no, it really wasn't. You're talking about the the the... I, uh, Alex, thanks for coming. Um, are you talking about the video where Don't they had? Thank the, him for coming. <laughs> um, are you talking about the video of apparently there was a video that was put out where they had a kid um, facing a judge on their own? 
a series of kids. Okay. That it was on Now News. That now. oh yeah, yeah yeah that that's the, it's a dramatization. That it's not real. I know, but that's really happening. Uh, it yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, but hey, I I you know. I don't think we can get the kids out of the cages right away. So maybe if we come up with a little money from a defunct sponsor, we can at least get them bigger cages. I think we can handle it. <laughs> now it's time for our defunct sponsor of the week. Everybody has a picture of someone. No one has a picture of me. They never say to smile. I guess it's not worthwhile. Because who'd want a picture of my face? Who wants a picture of me? We do. Polaroid's pictures are for sharing. Love is written all over them. Nice face, Gonzo. Polaroid says love. So let's get right into sport. Um, again, the it was it was great having AJ in here talking World Cup, actually talking cricket. You you can now go to 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 your the great beyond. Rest in peace, knowing you met an American who actually played a game of pickup cricket <laughs> at a Dave and Buster's parking lot after a bachelor party. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm just surprised that he was in the mood to play cricket after playing the dozens of virtual cricket games in Dave and Buster's. Oh, they're, they're, some of their virtual cricket games are just spellbinding. Yes, but uh, but no, it, it, it was great. It was also great. Talking the World Cup, and I will. Um, I, I, I'm I'm bummed for my brother-in-law uh, and and a lot of his friends and other. I have two cousins who I said who are married to Colombians. My brother-in-law is Colombian, and they got knocked out of the World Cup, and I was bummed for them. And this morning, I woke up and decided I'm going to watch the two games today, and, and it is great. It is fun. The best part about Soccer, you know, some of the best parts, the games are over in two hours. No matter how big, how important, 90 plus percent of the games are over in two hours. Extra time, two and a half hours at the most. It doesn't matter. And so it's great. And also, I speak maybe seven, eight words of Spanish. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say seven or eight languages. <laughs> uh, but But truly... It is so much better to watch a World Cup game in Telemundo, where I know none of the words being said, than it is watching the absolute sheer passion in the voice. So if I'm, you know, in the kitchen, that you know, I can still see the screen getting worked on, making the boys lunches or something like that. It's like just the sheer energy and unbridled unapologetic passion that makes it more enjoyable to listen uh to it and it's fun because you know the other day i watched sweden and my great friend hayfin lives in sweden our friend orly is in france and stuff so i do i had rooting interest just based on i know people around the globe so passionate you know what i mean and i and where i don't really have a dog in the race mm -hmm. um because team usa didn't make it no you know so how much of a friend really is putin <laughs> they were like uh, the jerks astronaut application yes <laughs> everything wrong but the date of birth <laughs> Um, but, but, it, but getting back to Telemundo, I think everything on Telemundo is better if you don't, especially if you don't know the language. I agree. I mean, daytime soap operas. Hello. Uh, what are the telenovelas? Yeah, telenovelas. They, so they, I wonder if they still have Sabado Gigante. That is was it, like the Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh, well, that variety show. What is is that the show that that has the giant bee 
that that <laughs> the Simpsons are always yeah the B guy right right so those are like a corny you know stuck in the seventies. I always thought that was more of a of a homage or takeoff of hee haw. I always thought that was a Latino hee haw versus. I think it's pretty much a, yeah. SNL. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring SNL down to the depths that is South or of the up. That's true. <laughs> depending on which season you're talking about. Yeah, hello. Um, but World Cup. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm invested in much as like, oh, okay. Well, Colombia lost. I feel bad for my brother-in-law. Move on. You know. You're not a degenerate. I'm like you. Now you're not a degenerate gambler. So no, no. You I, don't have any. But I was. I was texting with you know Mr. Price, upset. You know, of the officiating on behalf of Columbia, like for that two hours, I bought in. I bought like Ariel. It's like, you know, the, there's an old like uh, Bruce McCullough thing on one of the albums, Shame Based Man, best album ever. I'm putting in my top five, but in between a couple songs, he had these little bits, and there's a call in to a late night. And the guy's like, Yeah, uh, I'm calling in just to say uh, I love the baby Jesus. Uh, that's great, sir. Yeah, so um, the baby Jesus, he has uh, enough love for all of us, and I think that's uh, that's really great. Uh, yes, sir. Um, do you have a point? He's like, no, I just I just want to call in to say, like, I really love the baby Jesus. I mean, I've only been into him for a couple hours, but I'm really into him. So, <laughs> so I did for a good hour before the game and about an hour after the game i was truly truly invested truly emotionally all bought in chips pushed to the middle of the table and then after that i went back to playing resident evil yeah that's pretty much like every tyler perry audience right there like you know they're really into the tyler perry movie for the two hours that they're at the theater and then they just kind of go back to their merry lives and, yeah, exactly. you know never think about tyler perry ever again uh, and, until the next uh medea medea i almost i almost said mama's family but i was thinking no no what is it speaking of uh i don't know how this came up the other day and and i i heard mama's family oh the grandmother was in a commercial i'm like oh my god that's the grandmother from mama's family oh, Vicky lawrence yeah mama mama just that show lasted nine years yeah i mean um our future podcast guest peter or our past podcast guest peter um he is a huge mama's family fan like he had you know, he has like all the DVDs and like oh, we we could do a whole side. He we could, will. He could do a whole side show on Mama's family and Eunice and that whole. Sketch. I I don't know if I do not know if I've seen every Mama's family or two, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I think mean, there's you, a difference. Right. You've seen the sketches, the Calvin. You know, it's a spinoff of the Calvin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that I mean, nobody can top Tim Conway in one of those sketches. You know, that's just oh Harvey Corman, not Tom Harvey Corman. Yeah. But then they all no. They also had Tim Conway as well coming as a. I don't know. We're not gonna get into Mama's family. You got me on a Mama's family tear now, man. Uh, we should do if, if, if Peter's willing to come back again and again. Yeah, yeah. Then, then we, you know we will utilize that. No, and, and and seriously, it's like again, you know, with the Price is Right being here. Stop um, calling him that. You know what it's just feelings. <laughs> hey, just because he's much bigger than me. <laughs> uh, Never stopped you before. No, it has not. You call that a kiss. You call that a punch. If I wanted a kiss, I would have called you mother. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyways, but it is. It's fun having people come on who are, especially when his, his much better have jumped in and is very articulate and, and fun. Sarah, it was it, it was great. But yeah, if, if Peter wants to come on and do a Mama's Family sideshow, who are we to say no? 
Nobody. Okay. So you already reviewed um, reviewed Spider-Man, but this is not going to be a uh, random video game reviewer week. I'm going over the wall of shame, I, I, and I, I'm hoping that you have a certain game that I'm going to pick out. Okay. So so don't look. I you won't. close those uh, baby brown eyes. It's going to be hard not to look at you walk away, <laughs> but I'll try. So Jacques walking away. Uh, what was that song that has walk away in it? <laughs> he's singing Walk Away Renee. Uh, so he's looking at his uh, my video game shelf. He's uh, he's he's kind of like me when I go shopping at Target, you know. It's just kind of like, do they have this game from 2002 uh, um still here? No, they don't. Okay. I think I'll uh, You want to ask the manager if we have any uh, back? <laughs> I don't know. This this uh this is uh, don't bump the NES Classic Edition that's sitting on top of the shelf over there. That's right. I picked up an NES Classic Edition. I can get into that briefly. Oh, my God. Old man needs his peeper. He can't see so good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? I picked up, by the way, so while he's looking, I did pick up an NES Classic Edition. They reissued the little 30-game-in-one uh, Nintendo emulator that uh, you plug into your HDMI. Um, yeah, they're 60 bucks, and they weren't on the shelf. I got to Target, and they were, um, they had actually the Super Nintendo Classic on display, which I already have. Then a uh, Target guy just came up to me. He's like, uh, can I help you? And I was like, well, I was looking for the old Nintendo, the NES Classic, but it looks like you only have the Super Nintendo Classic. He's like, oh, no, we have them. Come with me. So we go up to the counter, you know, the electronics counter where they ring you out there, and, um... Yeah, he pulls it out from underneath the counter. Apparently, like, it's so popular that they don't want, like, some asshole grabbing, like, six of them or whatever. Oh, good. Or, yeah, yeah. So, or they just don't want to bother stocking the shelf for 10 minutes and constantly having to go to the shelf. They figure if people are going to come look for them, you got to ask for them. So, little tip out there if you want to buy an NES Classic Edition, they're only $60. That's $2 a game. Can't beat that um, with a stick. Well, you could try, but then you'd have a broken NES Classic Edition. Ha, <laughs> Joe, you are such a kidder. But uh, go to Target and ask. If you don't see it, uh, you know, it might be behind the counter somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I pick one up, and I'll uh, I'll look forward to playing it. Uh, you know what? I have about I, – I looked at the list. I have 26 of the 30 games already oh, on my shelf. Awesome. It's great. I'm a loser. What do you have over there in your lap? Uh, and did you want to take a look? It's from the PS2 Oh, uh, yes, collection. the PS2 collection. It's not Kingdom Hearts. It's not Looney Tunes. Is it Lara Croft Tomb Raider? It is Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Ah, yes. It's this is the anniversary. We reviewed this before, briefly. Is that the one that has all of? No, it can't no, no. This is that's, a, that's the. This is a reboot of. Uh, this is Lara Croft Tomb, Tomb Raider anniversary for PlayStation Two. It's a quote unquote like HD remake. This is pre HD, by the way, I think. Uh, but it was a, uh, you know, it was just basically a remake. Of the original Tomb Raider that came out for PlayStation One, uh, just better graphics, same storyline, probably some improved controls, and um, yeah, I mean it's just a classic game, and it spawned a, a movie uh, franchise and then a reboot, um, a re reboot of the video game which I do have for PlayStation. I think I have it for PlayStation Three, or uh, yeah, I think I have no, it's I have it for uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, the Tomb Raider reboot. Anyways, Tomb Raider Anniversary, it's a if you don't know, Lara Croft is a like uh, Indiana Jones type of explorer, 
she explores tombs. And uh, it's like a puzzle platformer kind of game where you have it's 3D. You know, you're you're shooting bad guys or whatnot. Um, if you've played Uncharted, it's you know that same vein. Well, the little guy, and it was it was like uh, a little. It was like two years ago now. It was one of those days where he wanted to get a game and they didn't have it. And his mom pointed out, well, look at the bin over there. You can get probably five games. And he did. And one or two of them were like Uncharted. He really got into it. Then he found out, like on the web, it was like one of those superhero smackdown things. It was um, the uh, Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake? Yes. Versus Lara Croft. And he's like, who's she? And I was like, well... You know, this, like, you know, Nathan Drake is derivative of the Tomb Raider, which is derivative of Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, which is derivative of 1930s serials. <laughs> so, it, so he, he got into it, uh, and we had got him the PS4 deluxe anniversary thing that had all, I think, three or four games on of, it. Of Uncharted? No, of, oh, of um, Tomb Raider. Of Tomb Raider. Um, and I bring it up because we watched that. Two oh, nights ago. Oh, the new Tomb Raider. The new, the new Tomb Raider. That's why. And so, so the little—it's pretty decent, right? It's yeah, good, yeah. The little guy got into like busted out the PS3 game, which oh. I think is that anniversary one, but for the PS3. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, like the third remake of it. Yeah. So, so I, you know, that's why I wanted to get like your take on that. Have you beaten that game, or no, was that just kind of? No, it's one of those I picked up for about a couple of hours and haven't. You know, every great once in a great moon do I. Go back to Tomb Raider. I don't know. I just didn't get into. I fell out of playing. Video you hate games. hot women looking for treasures. Yeah, I mean, with with Pornhub now, it's <laughs> so much easier. I mean, you can get like real specific. Where, 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 where do you rank like um, uh, Lara Croft as far as uh, cosplay at the Comic Cons? Like, it, it's like it's nah, it's, it's probably, always Slave Leia. It's probably lower now because it's Harley like, Quinn. Harley Quinn's like anybody. anybody you know what it is? She doesn't show enough cleavage. That's the problem. Right. You know, I mean, if, it, if she doesn't show cleavage, like she's a prude. Like this, she might as By well. Thing, yeah. She might as well be Whistler's mother. That's what it is. <laughs> she's got the Daisy Dukes and a, and a half shirt with double pretty little D's. girl with them Daisy Dukes on. Yes. <laughs> no, don't go. Don't just. <laughs> I don't know any more stop. words. Pretty little girl with them Daisy Dukes on. <laughs> That's all you really need. Um no, you know, but you're right. But it used to be like Lara Croft was, and probably is still top five. You know, you you depends on what is the flavor of the day. Angelina Jolie really helped boost her popularity. So I I, I went down, you know, and uh, if we want to segue to our Netflix, our Netflix or whatever, please. Um, so I did like a couple nights ago. I went and I got the new Tomb Raider and Annihilation. And Tomb Raider was fun. It was the you know the boys really liked it. You know it was uh, and what was interesting is you know of course because with the ADHD ADD idiocy you know <laughs> whatever you want to say I'm watching the movie. Not that I wasn't enjoying it, but I had my phone right there so I could see how it did in the box office, see how it it's did what I do in the trilogy. Uh, the first one cost like a hundred. To make and it made like two hundred and fifty, and then the second one, like it was, they cut the budget not in half but by a third, and it did half of what it did, but it still doubled its money. Uh, and then this one did what the first one did, so it you know, uh, but fifteen years later or something like that for the reboot, yeah. Um, so it did okay, you know. Uh, it the the um, I don't know if the international numbers, you know, um, 
were as good as they thought. So I don't know if they're going to make another one, but they definitely, she didn't die in it, which means. They'll probably make another one. I mean, especially with more, you know, the, 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 the trend, if you will, of female lead action character or action hero characters and movies being popular now. Um, and more so with Wonder Woman and all that stuff. It's, there's going to be no short supply of, these types of movies going forward, which is great. So I don't, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't make it. And in this one, uh, spoiler alert, and if it's in red box, too fucking bad. Uh, she, she didn't have her uh, iconic two guns. You know the two guns that she carries, which I think are the exact same ones that Agent Forty Seven had. Uh, she was an archer, like that was her weapon mm, of choice in this. Right. And again, we had a whole sideshow in which we talked about when the fuck did archery become. Everything. It's like, I'm not talking, you can name 20 movies in which archery was a big thing, if you include like Hawkeye and all the movies he was in. But I think there were like six prime characters in major blockbuster movies in the past decade that relied on archery. Archery's cool, man. It, and I'm not talking just like The Walking Dead or other things. But yeah, I, I guess it's it's pretty. And, you know, the arrow and stuff like that. Did you did you mention we did a side show on archery? Shut it. <laughs> Shut it. Uh, but but I would. I, I recommended that. That's why I wanted to, to see if you liked the games and if you liked it. You like the movies? Did you see the first two? No, I'm not a big guy. Because you hate hot women searching I, for treasure? Like I said, Pornhub, you can get like, <laughs> you know, um, I like... Uh, a, a BBW version of Tomb Raider. <laughs> Don't judge. Um, anyways. With a little person. <laughs> Are you in my internet history somehow? So my Netflix pick of the week, I don't really have one, but I do have a future viewing pick of the week. Uh, it's my DVD pick of the week. Uh, this week, uh, when I had some little bit of free time, I moseyed on into my local um, used DVD store. And picked up Shaun of the Dead. Oh, haven't watched it yet, but it's I have I now I'm a proud owner of the DVD of Shaun of the Dead, which I will be watching I'm sure within the next year or so. And it really, it's really a two watch DVD because mm. there's so many absolute tiny throwaway things that you notice like the second way through like. The director, like, and again, it's like because the second time I know I watched Scott Pilgrim, I noticed so many tiny little things, like when Knives shows up at his apartment, I expect it, and he just jumps out the window. Oh, he just left, and then you see his hand come back in the ground. Like, I think I thought I saw it the first time, but the second time it hit me as being a hysterical director choice type yeah. little. And I made a mistake on the uh, the the last episode. I called him Edgar Hunt. The director's name is Edgar Wright. As he in was Mr. pissed. Yeah, he was. The, 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 I'm sorry. The, the letters that came in? The tweets. I know. I actually got physical letters. Like, people <laughs> found out my mailing address and sent me letters complaining that I got his Ms. name wrong. Mr. McFeely shows up. And... But, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go on some sort of an Edgar... Uh, Edgar. I almost said it again. Another Edgar Wright... I'm going to go on like a little Edgar Wright binge at some point. I'm just going to, you know, catch up on Hot Fuzz and watch Baby Driver and, um, yeah. Well, Shaun of the Dead is a great, great choice. Uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, management just had text saying, hey, do you want me to come pick up the boys? I'm like, no, they're, they're good. You know, we're not going to be that late. And now I want her to come get them so we can watch. Never, never turn down the picking up the boys. Shaun of the Dead. Dummy. Oh, man. But um, that's that. that I applaud. You, your... Text her back and say, Joe stole my phone and said, no, I really want you to pick up the boys. <laughs> 
Uh, and it's just not me second guessing me being a selfish prick. Um, all right, so that was it. Uh, Jacques, what's your uh, parenting tip of the week? Because I know you have at least three a week, and you try you, you try to pick the best one to give us. So uh, the other day, I just randomly the the oldest one is always. And it's so genuine. He is so genuinely affectionate that sometimes it comes across Eddie Haskell-ish. It comes across forced and fake, and it is so sincere. Like, the issue that I have, every time I text you or anybody, I feel the need to say, that's not sarcastic. Because everything I say sounds sarcastic. They need, like, a, an emoji with, like, your palms facing out. Like, no, 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 really. I mean, yes, I mean <laughs> no, this. honestly, I'm not being a, a dick here. And so he is, he has the same affliction, but hit with him, it's his sincerity. Um, and he just craves being hugged and he wants to hug and he's just so sweet. And there's so many times I'm just like, okay, I get it. You love me. Now, please go away. If you really love if me. If you really, how can I miss you if you won't go away? So I did. I just, the other day, I thought, you know, I'm just going to randomly go over and hug him and tell him how much I love him and and try to keep a chart to see does it even out the number of times I call him a dumbass. <laughs> so my parenting tip of the week is, is, is try to balance out the scales with your scorn and, and, and your... Um, you know, I don't want to know. Put down's the right word, but the kind of kind of condescension. Yeah, condescension. Wow, condescension. Look at I'm, you. I'm gonna need to lay down. <laughs> the couch is right over break. there. Uh, Why don't you have yeah, a seat right over there? Yeah, you know, ba- balance it out. Ba- balance, balance it out. If you're gonna be a condescending prick like I tend to be, just make sure you throw in a few like hugs now and then. See, that's not going to work out too well because you're consciously giving him hum- hugs. You're subconsciously and unconsciously t- calling him a dumbass like every five seconds. You don't even know how many times you're calling him a dumbass. So uh, good luck with all of that. Um, I, of course, do not have a parenting tip of the week because I sold my children on eBay for this <laughs> NES Classic Edition. Thank you very much. Uh, Jacques, this has been another successful show. We came in under three hours, so gr- good on us. Um, do you have any parting words? Sideshow. Our sideshow for this week is going to focus on It's the Muppet Show with a very special guest, Peter. Yay! Our, our great friend Peter, who who graced us with his presence and his knowledge and really raised the bar with our Looney Tunes special about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. It's been so long. Has for some unknown reason chosen to come back here. Uh, and we could not be happier because I, I don't think there's bigger Muppet fans. No, uh, yes, there is. Uh, other than it's Peter. It's Peter. Yeah, right. Peter is the biggest Muppet fan. You have hit like you know how I have my video game wall. He has the Muppet wall, and it's fantastic. He's got life size Muppets. He has uh, the Muppet miniatures that were released back like you know in the early two thousands. They have like the very intricate Muppet Show set, right, right, and, and with figurines and everything. Like he has them all. They're like. It's just uh, I think he has some custom ones. I don't know. It's it's. Does it, he have a Gonzo? I believe he does. We'll does, have to ask him. Does he have an animal? All of these questions and more will be. Does answered. he have a Putin's puppet? <laughs> You're, <laughs> You're the puppet. puppet. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, but yeah, he will be. Um... <laughs> oh no! I said the word that shut shock up. So that means I have to end the show all by myself. Uh, or maybe Alex Jones might want to end the show. Yeah, let's let's end the show on an Alex Jones note. All right, so um. This is the part of the show where uh, I tell you about the, uh, the second coming of Christ. 
Uh, but this time, he's transgendered. No, don't ask. Uh, I, have the, I have the inside scoop. But please, uh, for the love of God, don't forget. The face is from a photo of Moses. And there's a gun and some roses. And that's the Buddha from Rome. Yeah, it's Creed. And then the bottom part's Asian. And roughly translated, it says, white boy, go home. It's bold, brazen and permanent. It's the deepest of hearts and the thinnest of scars. And it's more, so much more than an ornament. I tore the heart off my sleeve. Carved it into my arm It's new The guy that did it's left-handed But he said I'll understand it Once the bus is all gone and it's a little bit faded But it's my first and my favorite It says made in my mom It's bold, brazen and permanent It's what I truly believe I get it filled in the fall and it's more so much more than an ornament I'm all about no regrets Didn't hurt much at all It's bold Grazing and permanent It's the deepest of thoughts The thinnest of scars And it's more So much more than an ornament Tore the heart off my sleeve, carved it into my arm.